aside from like playing video games and when I should be basically procrastinating on my own project. But gotcha. I'm gonna go live whenever you are. Oh, we, yeah, I already did. Oh, but it's only been live since you said and like <laughs> you know. So um. yeah, I say that word a lot. So <laughs> that's 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 a poor framework. But it, how are you, my friend? How are you doing? I am doing well. Um, it it has occurred to me from trying to listen to it that the last episode we did that I uploaded um, the podcast version we're we're kind of quiet so uh, I'll work on turning that up and uh, just so you guys know anybody who might be listening to this uh, I don't edit the podcasts and I don't edit the streams because. Uh, I don't care to, and um, I, I I don't know. I like organic, like free flowing things, and I don't want it to have a bunch of like chops and cuts. And I just think that's like kind of dumb. I have I have the capability to do it. I have the resources to do it. I just don't actually care to do it. Um, yeah. So I don't. Um, but obviously, when there's like a technical issue or like volume issue, then I should address that. And uh, it's it's difficult because when you put it into the software to export it as an audio file. Um, it's much louder when you listen to it in there than when it's posted. So anyway, uh, I just thought I'd say that a BG zero ouches five, seven, six, eight says want to become famous by followers and viewers. No, thanks, sir. Um, uh, man, the things, the things will do for that penthouse and lost it in the, where is that? Los Angeles. There we go. My high rise. I mean, dude, you just got to give them to me for free, all right? How about that? That's the discount I deserve. So that's all you need to know. So just send them my way. It doesn't matter. I don't need to sign anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just send them my way. Trust me. Felt the one say. Cool. Um, so here we are. Here we are. We're here today. Yeah. Yep. We we we're all, we're we're live. We're alive. We exist. Um, yep. Unfortunately, I we, mean, we do. Um. Okay. Well, today we just have some nerdy news for y'all, um, and um, eventually we'll talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier whenever Chair finishes watches finishes <laughs> finishes watching yeah. it. Yeah. I'll do it tonight. I'll turn it on. I'll play Fallout 4, and I'll just watch it all the way through. It'll be great. Oh, my God. Um, cool. Okay. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's great. My wife is being weird right now. She's in the room, yeah. but I have no idea what she's doing. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's probably important. It's probably some. It's probably some chore you forgot to do. No, she's she's like just standing on the bed, like trying to like tiptoe or something. So trying weird. Trying to creep, bro. She doesn't want to be on camera. No, she no. She if, if she has to walk past, uh, she'll make me turn off the camera. So yeah, dude, yeah. that's smart. She has a she has a job where she can't really like be out there and stuff. Like even like when we first started dating, I'd post like a lot of stuff with us together, but. Like, um, I don't do it as much anymore because I don't, I want to respect her and not Absolutely. like put her stuff on, put her out there, like, because of how, what, what she does for her job. So good on you, dude. That's a good adult. That's a good, healthy adult relationship. It is. Yeah. I <laughs> care about, I care about her wants and needs and needs I make changes it. to address them. 
and she reciprocates the love to you in return. Man, Some, sometimes. <laughs> uh, sometimes sometimes I'm a dick too, but you know. Yeah, well we all have our moments. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, speaking of uh, people making the worst mistakes in the media, blowing it out of proportions, what's going on in nerdy news today? <laughs> uh, well, we start off with some Star Wars news, which oh is boy. which is Everyone's pretty. Favorite. Yeah, it's pretty fitting because you know mm-hmm. we used to be a Star Wars exclusive podcast, uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, this is a. Uh, yeah, Ewan McGregor has praised the realism of the Obi Wan Kenobi series over the prequels, so you know you got to throw some shade there. Um, <clears throat> so the article reads as follows, much to the Star Wars fans' delight, the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi series has finally entered production after a couple of delays. The story will bring back Ewan McGregor's titular Master Jedi, taking over 10, uh, taking over 10 years after Revenge of the Sith in a lengthy feature by The Hollywood Reporter. McGregor explained that he's excited for his return to the Star Wars universe, confessing that he's just in a much better place for the role than in the prequel trilogy. And when it came to giving his opinion on that, the actor stated that he didn't appreciate George Lucas's overuse of blue screens. <laughs> uh, he said, after three or four months of that, it just gets really tedious, especially when the scenes are, I don't know, I don't want to be rude, but it's not Shakespeare. There's not something to dig into in the dialogue that can satisfy you when there's no environment there. It was quite hard to do. I'm not good at Ewan McGregor's accent, so he got stuck with an English accent and not a Scottish accent. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that makes sense. I can uh, I can understand that. I, I think, like, especially with, with today's environment of, like, filmmaking and in tv show making all this stuff like everything is done with like blue and uh, green screens and stuff right like yeah it, like the technology for the mandalorian has been like insane i don't know if you've seen what they they were doing with that uh but it's like you're pretty much like in a virtual world and they just film it uh but i think they yeah. do do some stuff like in the real world too well you know even McGregor is partly right because one series that suffered greatly from this was the hobbit you know, he's right. there was such a certain level of disconnection between the actors, I think, solely because of the environments where they in. Rather than in Lord of the Rings when they just helicoptered a bunch of actors except for one who was like deathly afraid of flying, I guess. They walked the uh, whole way, yeah. Yeah, he they would just float them out to the hills and they would just film them all week and it'd be great, yeah, cool it, and awesome. And New Zealand and is that, like so beautiful. Like it, it, it has become Middle Earth and like yeah. now like with the Hobbit movies it was just like, haha, this is Look at this uh, yeah. fast paced, like, you know, just uh, you can't even see the background. They don't care about the landscape at all and every time we do it's either like evil forest or good forest. Right. And it's it's just ugh. and I think, you know, we, we've already shared our, we've shared our opinions about, I think, the prequels quite a bit now. Uh, and episode two happened, and episode two had a lot of really, really bad CGI. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, yeah, uh, and maybe sometimes it was right. Uh, I think Coruscant was probably something he was referring to, which was probably one of the most awkward things he's ever had to shoot his entire life. Like, <clears throat> meant, you're basically sitting in a floating car. You're supposed to be doing the super serious chase, and you yeah. know, you, you're you're falling like a foot, and it, it's just probably very difficult to concentrate on the character who's supposed to be like this grown realist in this universe gone wild. And it's right. God, I don't know. It's. I mean, and that's like something too, like. Uh, like if, if that were me, if I was Ewan McGregor and like I had grown up 
you know, with Star Wars and seen those movies. And, and, you know, I heard I was being cast as Obi-Wan, which is like amazing, right? Like some, something for me as a fan, like I've always wanted to be like in that world. Like, you know, like I, like I wanted to create environments that like had like the clean aesthetic of like the Death Star and stuff like that. It's like being on those sets and like being a part of that world would be incredible. But instead you're just like standing in front of a green screen or a blue screen. Like, yeah, that's gotta be like, Kind of like a letdown, um, but you McGregor yeah. does uh, does go on to say some more. If you, unless you have something else, no, that's, that's that was my general uh, flopping input. I just popped it out. <laughs> yeah, uh, he does he does refer to as well what I was talking about with what they were doing with the Mandalorian. But he said uh, at the same time he wanted to reassure fans that the upcoming series will feel much more real than the prequel trilogy, mainly thanks to the technology progress over the years. Uh, they project the virtual backgrounds onto the massive LED screen, he said, referring to the stagecraft. So if you're in the desert, you're standing in the middle of a desert. If you're in the snow, you're surrounded by snow. And if you're in the cockpit of a starfighter, you're in space. It's going to feel so much more real. Uh, Disney has yet to announce the official release of the series. Uh, do you agree with his take on the prequel? Uh, y- you know... <clears throat> both of us did you know greatly enjoy the prequels uh, attack of the clones has it's uh, uh, a <laughs> yeah. collection of issues it exists, um, it exists. you know but like despite the all, so much green screen and stuff like even in attack of the clones like they managed to make naboo look super beautiful like yeah. it still feels like a living breathing place and so even, um, even coruscant the first few times you see coruscant you know it's 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 good shit, even if it is all green screen, and even if it all does make the uh, actors awkward. That would, it, looked, it made City come alive on stage, uh, for on the screens, I suppose. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this is the part of of the news section where we devolve and read some comments on oh, these ar- on this article. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> the first. Well, let me let me eat this delicious fried sesame ball. So yeah, I yeah, yeah. Stop the demons from getting inside. <laughs> Good, excellent. You know, if if my wife was listening, she'd be very jealous. She loves to go to boba places and get their food. Like she loves like the uh, like the bubble waffle things and like the the fried chicken wings and uh, all the bubble teas and stuff. There's one around here that we went to yesterday. They have hollow hollow which is like a Filipino dessert type thing. And uh, mm-hmm. she wanted, she was going to get it, but they were out of uh, uh, whatever that thing is. Starts with a T. You know what I'm talking about. The T word. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not tapioca, I don't think. The other one. What is What do, what do those places have that starts with a T? Kind of a... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what it's called, but... Milk tea? No, it's not the milk tea. There's like, well, it's a kind of milk tea, I think, or whatever. It's like, it starts with... Yeah, boba. No, 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 no. There's like a specific kind. Uh, I don't know what it's called. Anyway, moving on. Uh, this this commenter, Kara the Majestic, says, It amazes me that George Lucas had help writing the dialogue for episode two, and that's the film that had the worst dialogue of the entire saga. He really needed Kazan. I think he, he might mean a different person. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he should have hired a gun for hire like he did on Jedi. Yeah, I think he means uh, Kasner. Oh, 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 you followed. And your your notification came up. Uh, look at that. It's got that writing. It's so clean. Yeah, I got, it has writing because, you know, we're a nerd podcast. I mean, we're, we're the nerd ledger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, whatever, yeah. Very official. Totally. Uh, 
This guy who comments on literally every single post from this website, Lee Sharp, back at it again with his Lobo picture. <laughs> we need to get him on the podcast, bro. We need to ask him to reply now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says, well, less budget is going to make things more real. Lol. I mean, they even CGI'd the clone troopers in the prequel. Messed up, right? Never understood why they did that. Anyway, we are spoilt. Cannot wait for this. Yeah, okay. Um, brown, the brown note. I'm so confused about this LED stage they have. I watched the documentaries, read all about it. I guess it's something you have to actually see to... Dude, dude, they they have a video about it on fucking YouTube by like Variety or something. Like someone did a whole fucking video. Like it, it's actually sick what they do. Please help break it down for me. Uh, I mean, I I could comment with the actual video, but I don't comment on things, and I'd probably have to set up an account. Okay, moving on to the next article. Done with these comments. <clears throat> yep. All right, we exposed ourselves to the nuclear reactor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more, uh, Star Wars news. Matt Lanter, who voiced Anakin Skywalker in the Clone Wars, teases Anakin Skywalker's return to animated Star Wars. Uh, the last season of the Clone Wars saw Anakin Skywalker's fall to the dark side. Before the series rolled the credits for the last time, fans saw Skywalker's transformation into Darth Vader. In the last scene, he was, oh, sorry, spoiler alert, if you guys haven't watched this and care to. Um, yeah, it's been like a year, so get on it. Uh, he was looking for Ahsoka Tano near the wreckage of the Republic ship. That scene seemed to be a perfect finale for Skywalker's animated ad- adaptation, but according to Matt Lanter, who voiced the character in countless Star Wars projects, that might not be the last time fans see the the former Jedi. He said, there's some new Lucasfilm animation going on. Uh, I've been part of something I can't talk about yet. You'll see Anakin again. I never quite put Anakin down. (laughs) Whether I'm doing a video game or something new for Lucasfilm animation. Uh, While he never revealed what the animated project is referring to, it's safe to assume that he is hinting at the upcoming Bad Batch spinoff. That would make sense. Uh, That's coming on May the 4th uh, in three days. Uh, the actor also expressed his feelings about the series finale, indicating his happiness for giving the series a proper ending. He said, the series finale uh, didn't come as much of a shock as the first time because that first time we felt like we didn't get to finish. Now we properly got to finish. We got to send off the show in an emotional way in the way that Dave wanted to send it off. Uh, the only thing for sure now is that Anakin Skywalker will return in live action in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series where Hayden Christensen will resume his role from the prequel trilogy. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think we could definitely expect to see Anakin back in the Bad Batch series. Uh, and I think actually that would work out fine um, because I think the series might need something special because that episode, while it was like pretty good, it was like, it wasn't like amazing. Like it wasn't like, it was just like, okay, here's our reintroduction to the clone wars after so many years. Uh, But it wasn't like, it didn't quite meet the hype of the return of clone wars for me. Yeah, the Bad Batch to me really came as kind of a surprise. Like, it was just rolled into that big package of Star Wars shows. Yeah, package. Uh, yeah, package. <laughs> and so, to me, I'm just going to watch it and hope it's moderately okay. Like, you know, I'm not really... I wasn't exactly what I was... There were some seasons that were really, really good, but there were a lot of seasons I weren't. The Clone Wars, you know, is kind of a different beast altogether. Um, yeah, it's quite a mixed bag. Needless to say, I'm much more excited for the Obi-Wan and the Hayden Christensen reappearance True. than anything else in the world. 
Uh, I hope it's really good. Again, and I hope the Bad Badge is good, and I hope I can sit down and, like, you know, just watch, watch it all in one go or whatever. Uh, and yeah. See how, see how it goes from there. There's only um, one comment on here, and it's from our friend again, Kara the Majestic, the first commenter from the last post. I'll read it because it's the only one. She says, yes, I hope it's a Vader series or at least a show set during the dark times. Yo, uh, Kara the Majestic. I don't know if he would actually voice Darth Vader uh, because Hayden Christensen doesn't actually voice Darth Vader. Um, (laughs) So that would be interesting. uh, You know, I mean, if they did it, quote unquote, during the dark times, that refers to uh, when the Empire became the Empire, when the Republic turned to the Empire. Um that again would be Darth Vader and I don't exactly know if they would get Well, did Matt Lanter voice him in Rebels? Darth Vader in Rebels? I have no idea. You can probably Google that one. Google and see who his voice is. I know maybe it, it sounded like it was his voice when Vader got his uh Yeah, his mask know, like cut. His, yeah, by Ahsoka. Darth Vader voice. Uh well, I don't think it was James Earl Jones. <laughs> uh, he does. He reprises his role as Darth Vader in Star Wars Rebels. Mm. Well, you know, that guy has a really steady job, and that's what I'll give him. <laughs> that's hey. all I gotta say. Make well, that money, boy. I, I mean, I, like, I think it's brilliant. Like, I, I, I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, James Earl Jones as the voice of Darth Vader. I just didn't think he would continuously come back, so... Uh, yeah. Uh, so this is a little more indie for people uh, who are m- not so much into comic books, but I I loved this comic book series. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm going to report this news. Um, and this is something more that's been in the works. Bro. What was more that? Yeah. More power to you, bro. Uh, so Amazon's Paper Girls series casts its four leads. So Paper Girls is a series by uh, Brian K. Vaughn uh, from Image Comics. Came out 2014. I haven't read this article, but I'm sure they'll verify all this stuff I'm saying. Uh, I think it was probably 2014. Uh, Paper Girls was really good. It started like, you know, pretty interesting down to earth and then just got fucking wild out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> as most uh, comic books do. Uh, so let's yeah. just get into this. Uh, the Paper Girls have finally assembled. Deadline brings word that Amazon has cast the four main characters for its live-action adaptation of Brian K. Vaughn and Cliff Chiang's hit comic series. So uh, for people maybe unacquainted with Brian K. Vaughn, he's done quite a bit. Um, I know there was a Marvel thing he did once upon a time, but I don't remember exactly what. But he, uh, for other fans of indie comics, uh, he did Saga, and Saga was a huge hit. Uh, people love Saga. Brian K. Vaughn did something else. Um, he might have been involved in in a TV show or a movie for Marvel of some sort or a comic book. Uh, Brian K. Vaughn, uh, Ex Machina, Runaway, Runaways. He did Runaways for Marvel Comics, which was huge. There you go. So uh, anyway. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's yeah. tough, but man, you sound really hyped, and that's all that fucking matters, bro. More power to you. Yeah. So, uh, from left to right here on the screen, uh, I'm assuming you guys have the same screen as me. Uh, Sophia Rin- Rosinski, uh, from on the far left, is starring 
on the series as Mac Coyle, uh, the team leader. Mac becomes her town's first newspaper delivery girl after inheriting the route from her older brother. She's also a working class Catholic girl who displays a sharp tongue and quicker fists on the show. Uh, Cameron Jones, a second from the left, uh, is playing Tiffany Quilkin, the only child of a success-oriented mixed-race parents. Uh, she has also been delivering papers for over a year. Tiffany is a goal-oriented uh, is goal-oriented like her folks and has no intention of letting her plans for the future slip away. Additionally, she boasts an encyclopedia of knowledge of pop culture, a love of gadgets and technology. Meanwhile, Riley Lai, uh, Lai Nellet, uh, second from the right, right there, uh, is Aaron Tiang, the group's newbie who feels caught between worlds. Viewers will see Aaron embrace her Chinese roots as a dual-language immigrant. However, she's also an all-American kid on the verge of her teenage years who desperately wants the TV-perfect life she often sees depicted in the Western culture all around her. Finally, the producers have cast Fina Straza as KJ Brandman. There she is. Um... And uh, she's one of the only Jewish girls in town who also comes from one of its richest families, KJ's talent. That's kind of stereotyping. Anyway, uh, KJ's talent as a field hockey player makes her feel truly seen, but her skills on field uh, don't line up with her mom's wishes for her. Being a paper girl also allows uh, allows her to feel free. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, 2015, I was close. I said 2014. 2015, Image Comics, set in the town of Stony Stream in 1988. The story follows the four girls as they get swept up in a time-traveling adventure. Like I said, it gets fucking wacky mode. Uh, on the morning after Halloween, after publishing 30 issues, Vaughn and Shane concluded the series in 2019. Uh, I only read it through 2016, so I'm very far behind. <laughs> um, Stephanie Folsom and Christopher C. Rogers will be the showrunners and executive producers. And blah blah blah. Okay, anybody here with it? Not heard of this cool. It's a comic book series. Good one, Lee Sharp. This guy's back again, commenting on every post from superherohype.com. He has no idea what Paper Girls is. <laughs> this person says, "I'm always rooting for any of Vaughn's projects. There is no exception. Sure hope it's as well done as the series warrants. Uh, if this does well, I want Saga." Okay, dude. Everybody wants Saga, and everybody's wanted Saga for fucking six or seven years, okay? I have no idea if we'll ever get Saga. I don't know what any of that stuff is. Saga is like a space fantasy, Romeo and Juliet meets Game of Thrones meets Star Wars. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, so it's like there these two different um, species are at war and they've been at war for a long time. And two, uh, one of the soldiers from one of them and one of the soldiers from the other one fall in love, make a baby together, and now they're on the run because both sides want to murder them. Um, and like then like you know they end up having their kid and uh, there's like a bounty hunter after them with a cat that can detect when people lie and just says lying anytime someone lies. His name is Lying Cat. Uh, <laughs> there's like a bunch of other like people and things involved and uh, like a disgraced prince named Prince Robot the Fourth who has a TV for a head. Uh, like, dude, it's some weird, wacky shit, but I think it's awesome. Like, it, it's actually crazy. Anyway. Like yeah. Uh, last bit of, like, indie kind of news. Not indie, but, you know, not Marvel or DC news. So, uh, HBO has announced the start of production on House of the Dragon. This is a Game of Thrones prequel. Oh, um, <clears throat> 
Saddle up because it's time to return to Westeros. Uh, after spending the last few months filling out the cast for its inaugural Game of Thrones spinoff, HBO is now one step closer to rolling the cameras. Earlier today, the network announced that its House of Dragon prequel series has finally entered production. Uh, to confirm the news, the official House of Dragon Twitter account also posted several images from an early and socially distanced table read for the show. Additionally, the photos feature, so okay, blah, blah, blah. Okay, none of that stuff is all too interesting. All of this is to say, hey, guys, this show is in production, and here's all the people that are going to be in it. Here's the synopsis for the uh, uninitiated. Uh, set 300 years before Game of Thrones, this, the new series will trace the history of the Targaryen clan, Paddy Considine, is headlining House of the Dragon as uh, Viserys the first, uh, the new king of Westeros who struggles to live up to his family's legacy. Matt Smith is also co-starring as Viserys' younger brother, Prince Daemon Targaryen, who may offer some resistance to Viserys' claim to the throne. Also among the cast are Emma Darcy as the king's firstborn daughter, Princess Rhaenyra. Uh, Matt Smith played Doctor the, the 11th Doctor. Yes. Um, I thought Matt Smith was brilliant in Doctor Who. Um, he was. Yeah, the sea snake. Oh, the only reason I watched that season. <laughs> right. Because you know me, time travel. Yeah. Uh, so this is cool. I mean, despite the the less than brilliant last season of Game of Thrones, uh, I think people have still always kind of been interested in the history behind mm-hmm. some of these characters and houses, and uh, I think that'll be really cool to see. And I'm excited for the series. Yeah, for sure. Same. Um, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The first four seasons of Game of Thrones, some of the most compelling television I've ever watched in my entire life. Um, and then it just started falling off season by season. At first, it was people were just kind of in shock. They didn't see the signs, and the next thing you know, season seven came out, and then season eight just kind of yeah ran its way through everything. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, I think season seven was like people. People maybe were, uh, well, I don't know if people were ever as annoyed with series as like they were with like a lot of the stuff Daenerys was doing, like throughout the series. Uh, but I think season seven, like a lot of people were like rooting for her, and like the show was like finally bringing storylines to conclusions that mattered. It felt yeah. and like it felt like they were going to try to continue that through the last season. Uh, but the last season was just like, it was so rushed, uh, and it, it, uh, they should have turned that into two seasons, I think. Yeah. There were some really basic things, um, you know, the memes, the coffee cup, the water bottle, uh, things and things that should have been caught in post, especially for just the amount of seconds they were on the screen, you know, right. think like, think about it, like for every second of screen time, it's like $15,000. <laughs> you gotta think about it like that. Yeah. And uh, to have edits on that, probably one of the most anticipated season finales of all time. Um, and to just to fuck it up in such a tremendous way, it's just... Yeah, it's they, <laughs> they certainly didn't do them do themselves any favors with that. Um, so on to some DC news. Uh, we're, we're, gonna, we're, not, we're not quite to the depressing movie stuff yet because, Jesus, we all know what Warner Brothers movies feel like. Um, but... Uh, Titans, anybody familiar with Titans? This is this is cool news, I guess. Uh, but Titans has been really good the first two seasons. I know you're you're pretty into Doom Patrol, um, yep. which is also like you know came out in the the DC Universe era of uh, 
of DC, I guess. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Vincent Cartheiser uh, has been cast as Scarecrow in Titans Season 3. Um, so, yeah, series is going to reintroduce another member of Batman's rogues gallery. Uh, Vincent Cartheiser has been cast as Dr. Jonathan Crane, a.k.a. Scarecrow. Uh, the official Twitter account confirmed it. Uh, they said, The streets are never safe from the Prince of Panic, even if he is locked away in Arkham. Please welcome Vincent Cartizer as Dr. Jonathan Crane. Woo! Uh, Crane is an inmate at Arkham Asylum who used to terrorize Gotham City using toxins to exploit his enemies' phobias. However, we suspect that Crane will find a way to break free during his time on the show. Cillian Murphy previously played Scarecrow in the Dark Knight trilogy, while David W. Thompson portrayed an alternate version of Scarecrow in Gotham. Uh, yeah, for people who are unfamiliar with Titans, it does seem to take place quite uh, quite a bit after, uh, you know, Batman's prime. Batman's like in his 50s or 60s during this series. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of like some of this stuff. But yeah, well, Batman is played by the same guy in Titans who uh, he played... Uh, Sir Jorah Mormont in uh, Game of Thrones, uh, the guy who was uh, in the friend zone of Tar- uh, Daenerys. So, and someone I genuinely enjoyed. I, I really enjoyed his character. Yeah. But obviously also, not a young guy, right? And he's playing Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, is he just so is he just being Bruce Wayne or is he going to be Batman in a few scenes? Uh, the, someone else is in the Batman suit. Uh, there was one episode where. Batman was in it. It was like a nightmare episode kind of for um, Dick Grayson where he felt like he wasn't good enough, you know, and stuff and wasn't worthy. And it was, uh, you know, he, he it was like a, a Raven nightmare sequence kind of thing that he was stuck in or, well, more like Triton, right? So um, he he's like in Wayne Manor and like Bat, Bruce's or Batman's like chasing him, telling him like, you're not good enough and stuff like that. And like, you know, so... Yeah, and I just got a, I got spurred about one scene I just love so much from Game of Thrones, and again, which is why it had so much potential. Um, did you watch? You watched all of Game of Thrones, pretty much. I watched through? all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was the scene when he had the, you know, the virus, and then he went to the the Hall of the Masters, and then yeah, he yeah. cut it off him. Samuel Tarly. Yeah. Yeah, and remember that was just all cosmetics and makeup and prop work and no green screen involved. The really gross, awesome, genuine, good shit acting. Yeah, and it takes takes someone with like I don't know. It takes a lot of skill to portray that level of pain. That was season eight though, too, right? Yes, that was probably one of the last good things. I know (laughs) it was a good thing because there were so many hilarious memes about it. People loved it. You could tell they loved it. Yeah, like I, I saw one that was like, what if he was one of those where it was like his face, but it was on one of those rotisserie things that you carved oh, off of, like a shirt. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you can tell, but, uh, but yeah, that shit was disturbing and it was great. Yeah, and I just ah, God, it just makes uh, me think of what could have <laughs> been, what could have been. No. Yeah, uh, Cartheiser uh, previously starred as Pete Campbell in AMC's Mad Men. Never saw that. Uh, I this is what I know him from Connor in Angel. Uh, additionally he appeared in saints and sinners the uh, the das boot tv adaptation and the oa das boot means the boat for uh, yep. anybody who wants to know german das boot. yep so uh pretty cool that they're bringing in a, like someone from batman but like dude <clears throat> the thing about about titans for me is like it's brought in characters you like you never would have expected to see like first of all nightwing like 
dude, we haven't seen Nightwing in live action since the George Clooney Batman. Like, we're getting we're getting Red Hood legitimate live action Red Hood. We because we had Jason Todd, uh, Robin. We're we're we got we're getting a uh, Tim Drake next season, who's the third Robin. Like Donna Troy. Like freaking uh, live action Beast Boy, which is it's pretty cool. I don't really care yep. about Raven, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> uh, Aqualad, like, dude, there's so many like cool characters like we haven't been able to see in live action that like Titans gives us. Yep. So. It'll just hopefully it'll keep getting better, and eventually one of these days I'll I'll probably watch it. <laughs> uh, there's yeah. so much stuff I need to catch up on, man. I haven't even seen uh, Shazam yet. Really? Shazam's yeah, pretty good. I, I know it's on HBO Go too. I can watch it right now, but I gotta. What do you think I should watch first, Shazam or uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier? Um. Well, how many episodes into into Falcon and Winter Soldier are you? I haven't watched any of them. You haven't watched any? Nope. Oh, I thought you watched the first one at least. I watched like halfway through and I got kind of bored. Oh, <laughs> or maybe okay. I was focusing on something else. Gotcha. Well. One of those things takes six hours, and one of them takes two, so. Yeah. I'll let you uh, make your own choice. It's Saturday night. I'm not doing anything, so. Go watch an anime movie and then come home and watch. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm such a nerd. Anyway, this is why this is a nerd ledger. (laughs) No worries. Uh, More casting news for... uh, TV shows coming out. This one's coming to HBO Max. It's a Green Lantern series. Uh, this has been news for a while, but the the new news is we have a Green Lantern cast. Uh, Finn Wittrock is being uh, is playing Guy Gardner. Uh, Guy Gardner is pretty cool, guys. Uh, uh, Want to edit? I mean, he's a popular Green Lantern. He's not the most popular Green Lantern, obviously. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's still really cool. Um, so the upcoming series has cast its first Lantern via The Hollywood Reporter. Finn Wittrock will play Green Lantern Guy Gardner on the series. According to the report, the incarnation of Guy is a hulking mass of masculinity and, as rendered in the comics, an embodiment of 1980s hyper-patriotism, and yet Guy is somehow likable. Uh, Guy Gardner was created by John Broom and artist Gil Kane in 1968. However, he didn't become uh, prominent until the 80s when he was the Green Lantern Corps uh, resident asshole. He was also a key part of the comedic Justice League International run by Keith Giffen, J.M. DeMathis, Kevin McGuire, and Adam Hughes. In the 90s and 2000s, Guy was re-envisioned as a more conventional anti-hero. The live-action Green Lantern series will take place in multiple eras, including 1941, when Alan Scott became Earth's first Green Lantern, Guy will apparently be the Green Lantern in 1984. This is sick, though. Like, if they're going through the eras and you get Alan Scott, uh, anybody who, who's unaware, Alan Scott is, yeah, Golden Age Green Lantern. Uh, you know, I, I don't feel like this has to be said, but in today's society, and uh, it's such a prominent thing, I guess it does have to be said. He is a he is a, 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 a gay character. Uh, you know, I, 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 mean, I don't know how else to say that, but... Yeah. yeah, yeah, like, and I, that's very important for a lot of people who, uh, I mean, it, you know, the representation is important for a lot of people, and so um, I think that'll that'll bring joy to to some of those people that get to see uh, someone, you know, they can relate to live on screen for you know, a, you know, especially like such an amazing superhero. And Alan Scott is fucking phenomenal. I love that. I love that character. So, absolutely. Well, I'm excited to see it. If you're this, if you're this all hyped about it, bro, it's probably gonna be I, good. I'm I'm hyped about it because um, there's been other reports about other characters. Obviously, um, all just 
finish this. I, I don't know who this guy is, but Wittrock apparently was an American Horror Story. Additionally, he will have a leading role in Ratched, 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 I don't know, season two on Netflix. He will, he has also appeared in Judy, if Beale Street could talk, The Big Short, and American Crime Story, The Assassination of Gianni Versace. Uh, Greg Berlanti, Seth Graham Smith, and Mark Guggenheim will executive produce. Uh, Graham Smith will also be the showrunner on the series. Filming will begin later this year. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of hot takes about this. Yeah, it's 26 comments. Um, Wait, we got to find our boy. Is he there? (laughs) Oh, I'm sure he is. Hold on. Let's see. Yep, Lee Sharp. Ah, what a crap casting. Oh, also guys, for the if you if you didn't hear our, any of our previous episodes, uh yeah. Lee Sharp is always negative. He's always a negative <laughs> Nancy, okay? Um <laughs> just fucking, this guy comments on everything. Uh he's <laughs> ah. What a crap casting. Guy's not a pretty boy and guy needs his trademark red hair. This guy, oh yeah, he also hates if you cast characters who don't, like actors who don't look anything like the character for some reason. Uh, my all-time favorite DC character being Hollywoodized. Arg. Oh wait, he already was in that Justice League of America TV unaired pilot back in 97. Well, What? What is that? Um... Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I don't care about any of this. I, I I'm just I don't care about the actor. I don't know anything about him. All I care about is we're getting a live action guy Gardner, which I think is amazing. Um yep. I did see another article from a different site saying he was like the lead. Like, sorry guys, hate to break it to you. Uh Guy Gardner is not a lead anything. <laughs> uh he's not gonna be the lead actor for uh Green Lantern series. Um they, I, I'm pretty sure uh We'll see a bunch of different Green Lanterns, including Kilowog, I'm sure. Uh, hopefully, John Stewart as well. Uh, I don't think they can not give us um, Hal Jordan. I'm sure we'll get Kyle Rayner somewhere too. And on top of all of that, I'm hearing. Well, I've 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 seen that it's reported. Well, when when the Green Lantern series was announced, they kind of talked about um, Baz and Jessica Cruz, who are like modern, uh, like really recent Green Lanterns. So, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know if we'll, we'll get all the like Aubin Sewer and, and Saint Walker and all and all that, but uh, well, hopefully, if they keep working and working and working on the Great Lancet series and it works out, we'll eventually get um, John Stewart, right? That's his name. Yeah. So I mean, this was yeah. this was also news. I didn't pull it because I I don't think it's like I I just think it's boring news, but it's got people riled up and it's that. Uh, Zack Snyder did cast someone to be Jon Stewart in his Justice League, and he mm-hmm. released a photo of the actor uh, on set, and uh, he said that like Warner Brothers forced him to cut that scene and stuff, and so uh, he was forced to cut out Jon Stewart's Green Lantern, which is like, yeah, it sucks, but we're never going to get that. We're never going to get the scene, so why does it matter? Like, at this point, yeah. like, it's just, like, something to anger people and, you know... I think it's awesome that we that that crossed his mind that he was planning to have John Stewart Green Lantern um, as a part of made it much more of a complete Justice League. I right. Just say that. But he Absolutely. should have been a main character in the Justice League from the start. But they should have built yeah. that over years. Like we should have we should have had a Flash movie before. Uh, we should have had a uh, the Aquaman movie probably before Justice League. We should have had a lot of these things come out before Justice League. Unfortunately, all of them came out after Justice League, right? So, yeah. um, I, I think they should have built up for it more. Um, 
Someone else I'm kind of tired of, to be honest, is Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. Like, to, uh, she, the Suicide Squad. <laughs> she ha- it's, like, the thing is, right, Margot Robbie's a great actress. She hasn't done a bad job as Harley Quinn or anything. It's just like, she hasn't been in <laughs> any good movies as Harley Quinn, really. So yeah. it's just hard to care. Uh, but she spoke about the different role of Harley in the upcoming The Suicide Squad movie from James Gunn. <laughs> Um, Every time I hear that, I just gotta laugh. I don't know why, man. Yeah, she she characterizes Harley in this movie as a catalyst of chaos. Uh, one of the first things I said to James, I can't do Australian, I, I'll fuck it up, So, uh, was I think uh, Harley is a catalyst of chaos. Uh, Robbie said while talking with Total Film, she's not necessarily your narrative center, and sometimes it's Let great when... Pl- oh. Hello? Oh. Can you hear me? Am I still here? Hello. Can you hear me? My thing is lighting up. I think maybe your headphones need to be fixed. Uh, check your audio. My dis Discord still lights up green. Wait, did everything freeze? Hello? Oh, no. The internet. Can you hear me? Uh, Hello? Uh, are you alive? Uh, can you hear me? Hello? Hello? I can see you. I can hear you. <laughs> I think, I think the, I think the internet doid it or something. Yeah, it was mine because I just started watching Netflix and I was gonna go. <laughs> no offense, right? No, no. Like, well, it's down, so I'll just. <laughs> no worries at all. Um, I'm trying to see if if it if it's live, um, or not. Let me check. Oh yeah, we're live. We are live. Yes, sir. We came back. Okay. We're live. Okay. Yeah, I came back. <sighs> Shit. Sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. We disconnected. If anybody's watching Nerd still, uh, holy shit! Uh, my internet was, uh, maybe is not the best, uh, or something. But the bot, the bot that we made the bot angry when we heckled him. They made different comments, and he came back for his revenge. That's Wait, the the bot came back. Yeah, for revenge, obviously. Really? We have probably. a bot? No, I'm just kidding. It was a joke. It was oh, okay. a bad joke. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I didn't I didn't see anyone in the comments, you know, so I just wanted to, you know, make sure. I, I want to okay. make sure if, if someone's in there, you know, I can be like, hey, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Well, we're back now. I apologize for all of that. Um, I will I will go back to reading um, Margot Robbie's comments in a fashion according to uh, the southern U.S. Uh, instead of Australia because... You know, Australia is like the south of of England, anyway. You know, they're like the they're like the trailer <laughs> trash uh, trash of uh, the UK. So, like, they, I can't do an Australian accent, so you're stuck with this. Uh, so, anyway, yeah, she said one of the Don't first. Be attacked by the Australians. Fuck the bot, man. You're about to get a bunch of angry Aussies up in this. The thing <laughs> is, right? I actually like. I think Australian people are fucking hilarious. But yeah. you know, hey. Sometimes I say rude things about people that I don't mean, but uh, yeah, yeah I, I think Australian people are actually fucking hilarious. Um, and I they made some really funny TV shows. That's all I got to say. And I can say like, oh, it's like the 
you know, the trailer trash of, of the UK. But honestly, if you know anything about the UK and people in the UK, like they all want to fucking move to Australia. They love Australia. They vacation there. <laughs> and like, like they, people in England hate cold weather for some reason because they're stuck with it all the time. So for vacations, they always go to Ibiza and Zante, places in Greece, Spain, and all this stuff. But if it wasn't a 24-hour flight, more of them would be in Australia all the time. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, Margot Robbie says, one of the first things I said to James was, I think Harley is a catalyst to chaos. She's not necessarily your narrative center, and sometimes it's great when plot points can rest on other characters' shoulders, and she can be the thing that erupts in a, a whole sequence of events. That's something I felt he agreed with based on what I was reading in the script, darling. She didn't say darling, but... Um, she explained that her character changes depending on who is helming the movie. However, the comic book source is still the same. In other words, DC fans should not fear that they will see an unrecognizable Harley Quinn on the screen. Uh, she said, The common denominator is the source material, which is what I always build the character off anyway. Then she evolves in different ways under different people's direction. Cool. Um, that's what she had to say. Here we go. Lee Sharp again. Back at Oof. it. Well, anything's better than that awful crud called Birds of Prey. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Never please. has anything nice to say. On a rampage today, buddy. My only response to this would be, I also dislike Birds of Prey, but if you watch it from the viewpoint of Harley Quinn, like if, if you understand that she is telling the story and everything is super exaggerated because it's her POV, it makes the movie a lot better. Um, I'll keep that in mind. If you ever watch it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. More What's DC. Joker card. What card is that down there? Oh, I, I don't know. Uh, hold on. Oh, good. Fan, fandom. Command shift. Wait. Control shift T. Nope. On my computer, it's command shift T. There was a car. There was a card. A card. Just below our best friend's comment. Oh, let's see. It's it's loading. It's loading. Okay. Nope. I don't want to support you. I want my ad blocker in, intact, please. Hello. Okay. Oh, this uh, card. Oh, uh, uh, this guy uh, put the quote. I think uh, the blah blah blah. Once I read this, I immediately thought of my old "It's Always Sunny" Charlie Kelly wild card T-shirt. <laughs> wild card bitches. I think it's I think it's a meme, right? Like, haha. Yeah. What a joke. Okay. Got it. Uh, so, <clears throat> DC Fandom will return this October. Uh, this was a cool event last year where they released a bunch of trailers and whatnot, and um, this is where we got like the first look at, at Robert Pattinson's Batman, the Snyder Cut, a whole bunch of different things. Um, so, yeah, DC Fandom will return this October because the pandemic isn't over. San Diego Comic-Con and other major conventions will remain virtual events this year. That's not true. San Diego Comic-Con is having an event uh, in November and other things are coming back all around the country. So I don't know. This same news site, we, we had a story about it being in November. Uh, so I, I, I don't I don't know why they said that. Uh, but but uh, this is not true. San Diego Comic-Con will have an in-person event in November of this year unless they've canceled it in the past week or so. Um, we also are getting like announcements about New York Comic-Con, Dragon Con, Emerald City, like uh, C2E2, a bunch of events in the Midwest and the, in the East Coast. Uh, so 
Yeah, I, 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 I don't know what more to say about that. Uh, all I'll say is fake news on that one. Um, <laughs> after successfully launching DC Fandom in 2020, DC Comics has announced that the online event will return on October 16th. Further details about it are currently unrevealed. Regardless, the first DC Fandom was rousing success that debuted first looks at the Batman, as I mentioned. Black Adam, not really. Uh, the Suicide Squad, both Black Adam and the Batman, will likely be featured again. Other projects may be previewed, including uh, Peacemaker, Green Lantern, and the Batman's Gotham PD prequel series. Um... Cool. Uh, the first DC fandom also debuted huge footage for video games. Suicide Squad uh, killed the Justice League and Gotham Knights. We're willing to bet both games will be featured again this year. Well, that's the thing. Like, yo, why are you featuring stuff so early if it's going to be featured every year for like five years or some shit? Like, just wait till it's ready. Uh, it, yeah. But I, 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 at least for video games, right? Because like, like they're not showing you a video game at, at fucking E3 or whatever, and then it doesn't come out for like two two years, and it's there every year at E3 or whatever. Is it E3? Is that what's going? Yeah, uh, E3 is kind of dead at this point. Um, well, sure, but all the developers are just kind of doing their own uh, shows now. And they have something big to reveal. The yeah. problem is with a lot of games right now, even starting some AAA games, are starting to just be in this kind of um, early access development hell, where nothing really moves forward. Like there are two games right now that I really want to play all the way through, but I just can't because they're not finished. Right. And what? it gets really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> like Cyberpunk. Yes, that is a primo example. Um, you know, like these games, especially with just how complex, like they want the combat AI to be, for example, and how responsive it is to everything you do. It's, yeah. it's very demanding work. It takes a lot of time to some dude who charges you $260 an hour with his in front of the computer screen and like reads, you know, 3,000 lines of code, code a day because he's doing co- cocaine and mushrooms. <laughs> so it's... You know, it's 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 not easy work. Um, yeah. What the fuck is that? Oh yeah, Sweet Tooth. I was gonna ask you about this because I had no idea what the fuck that was, and I saw it was being directed by uh, someone I, I remember. I, I I'll I'll be honest with you. I know one thing about Sweet Tooth, and that is that okay. it was it was written by Jeff Lemire. That's all I know about it. I, I like yeah, Jeff was... Lemire as a as a writer. Uh, did he do Descendant? Hold on, let me look this up. Descendant. Uh, Descendant Image Comics. Uh, what? No, that's not it. Uh, nope. What is that? What is that series? Descender? What is that series? It's gotta be Descender. I believe in you. It is. Did Jeff Meyer do this? I could have just looked at the Wikipedia thing. Jeff Lemire, haha! This is where I know him from for sure. Uh, this series is also very good. It uh, looks really good. Oh, Ender! Oh, Ender! Wait, no, 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 Descender. Uh, okay. It's like uh, so. Uh, I I guess it's it's kind of like human fears, like with the uh, robots and stuff. But uh, this this guy created a bunch of robots, and he created this this robot who. Uh, I don't remember if it was like his best friend or his son. I don't I don't remember. But uh this robot goes offline for like thirty years or some shit, right? And then mm-hmm. wakes up and the whole world is like completely different than he remembers it. And he still like has the mind of like an eight or nine year old kid. Um and like it's like there's like a been a war against like, you know, like the robots, like a bunch of them started taking over and shit and like 
so it's like it's just fucking like it's crazy. Uh, again, I, I always say this. Oh, dude, it's crazy. Like, but Image Comics has so much good indie stuff. Um, almost to the point where indie, uh, Image Comics isn't really indie anymore. Like, it, it is kind of mainstream in my mind. Uh, but Descender was really good. So yeah, that's where I know Jeff Lemire from. But uh, yeah, I know he did Sweet Tooth. Um, so. In a matter of weeks, Netflix will release the first live-action adaptation based on the DC comic book series by Jeff Lemire, Sweet Tooth. The series produced by Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> that is someone you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> has gotten an official yeah, trailer. There we go. That's it. That introduces that's the fair. fans to the world where humans and hybrids, half-human, half-animals, live side by side. You know, uh, Jeff Lemire maybe uh, maybe doesn't let things you know differ too much because, again, The Descender is kind of similar. It's like half half robot half human in a way i mean it, it, he is a robot but he has like a lot of human qualities anyway uh yeah. but it appears that their coexistence is far from trouble free uh that's when a dear boy named gus meets the wandering jeopard and takes on an incredible adventure i'm not gonna watch this trailer here because while it might be good for the stream when I, this becomes a podcast it's gonna be very confusing for those people and again i'm not gonna edit that out <laughs> so um Here's the synopsis for the show. Uh, Robert, Dooner, Ju- Robert Downey Jr. will produce the series with Susan Downey, who's his wife, uh, Jim Mickle, Beth Schwartz, Amanda Burrell, and Linda Moran. Uh, here's the synopsis. Ten years ago, the Great Crumble wreaked havoc on the world and led to the mysterious emergence of hybrids, babies born part human, part animal. Unsure if hybrids are the cause or result of the virus, many humans fear and hunt them. After a decade of living safely in his secluded forest home, a sheltered hybrid deer boy named Gus, uh, played by Christian Convery, uh, unexpectedly befriends a wandering loner named Jeppard, played by Nanzo Anauzi. Together, they set out on an extraordinary adventure across what's left of America in search of answers about Gus's origins, Jeopard's past, and the true meaning of home. But their story is full of unexpected allies and enemies, and Gus quickly learns the lush, dangerous world outside the forest is more complex than he ever could have imagined. Uh, It will come out on June 4th on Netflix. In the meantime, you can check out images and watch that trailer. Uh, Yeah, all I'm going to say is this sounds very good and i'm definitely gonna watch it and uh if i ever read the comics it'll be after i watch the series i mean i, I watched the trailer looked interesting i'll probably give it a watch one of these days when it comes out but for right now i don't have anything else to say because i just don't know anything about it yeah uh it does sound really good lee sharp our friend here is in the comments <laughs> again uh, he he does have some positive things to say. He says, "Cool, forgot all about this. Weird, it's made by Netflix and not HBO Max, though. Looks quality, anyways." Uh, winky face. Uh, it, it, again, uh, HBO Max doesn't doesn't own Warner Brothers. Uh, it's quite the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> well, Time Warner owns them both, to be fair. But um, yeah. Okay. Uh. Something from comicbook.com because uh, Superhero Hype didn't publish this story. I'm not going to... Well, I think they did, but they didn't include the image. And neither does this one. Where the fuck is the image, yeah? I want the image. I don't... I, I Honestly, I'm not going to read any of the article. This is all I care about is this image I'm bringing up now. All right. You know, I got back on Twitter recently. I'm not going to plug my handle or anything because honestly, Twitter is just a fucking shit show. 
man, sometimes it's like a drug. I love scrolling. <laughs> Yo, what? This this there's not a link to the to the picture. This is Oh my god. Can can, can we uh, can we get a link to the picture though? Hello? I, I don't I don't I don't care about your your linking your own news site. I want I want the picture. Uh is this the picture? This tweet is unavailable. Thank you for linking an unavailable tweet. Very helpful, comicbook.com. Or they could have taken it down. Yeah. Someone probably took their own post down because they got published on comicbook.com and got a lot of hate or something. Uh, okay. Cool. First official pictures of Kamala Khan in her costume for Miss Marvel right here. Um, everyone's praising it for how comic book accurate it is. Um, Mm -hmm. which, you know, to be fair, it is quite, quite accurate, but I don't think it needed to be like, I don't think that's like, okay, set photo. She's standing in front of a police barricade, young girl. I mean, it's going to focus on a lot of really probably important things, uh, important messages and whatnot. Uh, the Miss Marvel series is incredible for anybody who hasn't read it. Uh, the one with, with Kamala Khan, um, and I think anybody who is interested should definitely check it out. That's pretty cute. Can I make this? Do you see it? Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was the suit. Um, sorry for the people listening who can't see that, but um, more Marvel, Marvel-ish yeah. news. Yeah, I think I think the suit looks good. I mean... It, it's hard to tell, like, uh, I'm sure, I don't want to read all the comments about it, because I'm sure there are people saying, it looks like cheap cosplay, and stupid shit yeah. like that, they always say. Um, so, Sony pushes Morbius back uh, by one week. I think this is the fifth time this movie's been delayed. Uh, not surprised. You know, making this the fifth time the film has been postponed. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film's latest shift is nothing too drastic. Instead of hitting theaters on January 21st, 2022, it will now hit theaters later on January 28th. I think this was originally supposed to come out last year, right? Mm-hmm. Last July. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I thought the trailer actually looked really good uh, for Morbius. And there was a lot of like uh, references to Spider-Man uh, in it. So I thought it was I thought it was really cool. Lee Sharp, it's a living nightmare. Uh, colon capital P. Uh, I think I think he's just making fun of. I, I don't think this is negative. I think this is just like, hey, you know, it really is. Uh, will he still be J. Jonah Jameson's son? These people are getting way too deep into the weeds. <laughs> Do you think after making this movie, they were like, why did we do this? <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, all I can say, like, hopefully it's, they make something good. Just just like, you know, Miss Marvel 2. The costume looks great. You know, the trailer looks great. Hopefully the movie doesn't suck. <laughs> That's the thing. You can make, anyone can make a trailer really engaging. Um, but. Yeah. I, I think people are getting this wrong. Maybe if it gets if it if it gets pushed back, maybe it's because it's good and they want that vaccine crowd rolling in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Uh, I, I I was just saying. I, I hope people don't think it's getting pushed back for like a bunch of reshoots and stuff. Like it's definitely getting pushed back because of COVID. Yeah. So. All right. <clears throat> so 
Apparently, Kevin Feige shot down a Spider-Man cameo in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, sorry if you haven't seen the suit yet. Here it is, spoiled for you. Yeah, no, I, I saw it on Reddit the other day. Uh, yeah. Um, doo -doo -doo. The Falcon featured a few surprise announce, uh, appearances from MCU veterans, including Don Cheadle's Jim Rhodes and Florence Kansumba's Io. But if showrunner's Malcolm Spellman had his way... The show would have also invited one of Marvel's A-listers to make an appearance. Unfortunately, studio boss Kevin Feige shut this down. Before I read any more, because I haven't read this yet, my guess is, here's the guess, they didn't do it because Spider-Man would have 1 million percent overshadowed the main characters of this show. Yeah. All right, <clears throat> here we go. Uh, well, speaking of Spellman, claimed that there were discussions about Spider-Man playing a role in the series' climax. Of course, said Spellman. Then Kevin Feige tells you, no, stop it. Listen, when you first show up uh, to these projects, in your mind you think you're going to get to use everybody in the MCU, but Marvel always asks, does this person belong in the stories? You cannot just geek out and pull out uh, all of our characters in your project because you like them. They have to occur organically. Spider-Man did not make it. Okay, I was wrong. Uh, yeah. But okay. but if, if I can just if I can just say real quick, that is like a very adult take. I think is probably the best, but it's like a hard call to make. Because yeah. he's right, you know, if you could just let everybody geek out all the time and just, you know, have, <laughs> like, if uh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau are like, okay, Darth Maul is going to fight Gravius, and he's going to fight Ahsoka, and he's going to fight the Emperor. <laughs> it's just, well, you know, <laughs> go I, crazy like that. I don't think it's risk-free either. Like, the thing yeah. is, like, you, you might think people, like, fans would see Spider-Man, and everybody would be like, holy shit, dude, that's so fucking yeah. cool, like... But a lot of people wouldn't, and I, like even you, like as a prime example, like it's like what they did with Luke Skywalker, right? Like they might have been yeah. thinking, like, "Yo, people are gonna lose their minds. It's gonna be so cool. It's a huge mm -hmm. risk, but yo, everybody's gonna love it." But a lot of people didn't like it. A lot of people felt it was predictable. A lot of people felt that uh, it wasn't right, or like it did. It, it wasn't like there. Were, it was a great. Basically, now that I can finally put my thoughts into words about it. It was a great opportunity to introduce the next Luke Skywalker for for a generation. I think that's fair, yeah. And and they and they completely wasted it. They're just like, okay, we're gonna use some C we're gonna slap some CGI on Mark Hamill's face. We're gonna have we're gonna have him record a voice line and send it in. That's what he did. And it's 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 uh, you know like they could have done Cal Kestis from. Um, uh, Fallen Order, who again I right. root for as a one of probably one of the most well written male characters we've well, had in a while. I really expected them to to to, to bring in Ezra to be honest. Like uh, that too. Absolutely, you're right. I like for me it, it did work well because my expectations I think were different than a lot of people. Like I think when when they kept doing certain things, it was very obvious that like Luke would be the one to show up. But mm -hmm. for me, I always felt and expressed like they won't do it. They'll never recast him. They're not going to bring Luke Skywalker into this series. I, like, I firmly believed that Luke wouldn't show up. So I, my mind is like, okay, who else could they bring in? That like would be like the, the like it's, it's a, like, um, uh, what's the word? When, when they, so it's a subversion, right? Of your expectations. Like everyone expects Luke, Luke, Luke. Oh, here we go. Bam. Ezra. Bam. Cal. Bam. Uh, you know, someone else. Right. But they actually did it. And, like, that's where I was like, holy shit. Like, even, like, up until he took his hood off, I didn't think it was Luke. Like, I was I was looking, I was like, I was looking at the lightsaber hilt, and I was looking to make sure, like, is that Luke's lightsaber? Because Ezra had a green lightsaber. It could have been Ezra, you know? Like, 
but I, that's why I was like so like big for me. But I can understand it if like you the whole time you're like, dude, are there are they really gonna do this? Are they really? It's it's Luke's fucking X wing. Oh my god, R 2s in it. Holy shit! Like they're <laughs> actually doing it, dude. Like. Yeah. You know, but for me, I was like, dude, no way. Like, it's not him. It's not him. And then it was, I was like, oh my God, dude, it's him. Yeah. And for me, like, you know, I was like, ugh, that's, that's, you know, I can't, I can't just, I wish I was excited. I really do. But I just had like this kind of gross, it left me with this kind of gross feel, you know? It's like having a really good meal and then polishing it off with like haggis or something. I don't fucking know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not my favorite. Let's see what Lee Sharp has to say. You know for a fact he commented on your somewhere. Oh, he's got to be here. Where is he? Go on the hunt. He's probably one of the first comments. No, he oh, didn't. Man. He didn't, But uh, unless he replied to someone. Uh, but this other guy, this guy was commenting a lot last time too right here, the yeah. cap guy. A retro ice cap. Mm. Spider-Man could have showed up just to ask <laughs> Captain America if those wings are vibranium. Yo, why would he do that? It makes make sense. Come on, man. Think about it. Why don't you think like the logical structure of the plot of the movie? Ding the, dong. The, this guy oh, just man. wants there to be that callback to Civil War, where where he was like, "Is that a vibranium arm?" Like, this shield doesn't obey the laws of physics at all. But it doesn't need yeah. to. Yeah. Uh. Next okay. So. Ooh, hello. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Kevin, uh, comic book designers sometimes, man. I gotta say, like, I can understand why some some women might be a little aggravated about some. Well, I mean, the thing is, right? Like, you, you know, we have this. We have we have Gemma Chan here, who's obviously playing uh, Cersei over here. But like, I'm beyond, I'm like completely honest with you. Like, like Gemma Chan is way hotter than the comic book drawing. Like, he, he, that is true. And my, my and my wife would just say, "Because you have an Asian fetish." That's not true, yeah. okay? It's she's not true. That, she's got that little freckle above the lip right there on the on the right side. Look at that, man. That's just that's just too damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, nah. Would uh, you just get shit from your wife looking over at her when you're? Oh, I'm look. I'm just looking to see if she's like listening to me. She has headphones in, so I don't know what she's doing. She she could be even yeah. listening to podcasts. She is listening. She's always listening. Trust me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> No, she's actually not. A lot of times, I'm I'm talking to her, and and then you know, twenty minutes later, she's like, "Were you saying something?" <laughs> like, yo, I was, but no, I don't want to anymore. Uh, yeah, so uh, the upcoming film Eternals has a very large ensemble cast, including Angelina Jolie, Richard Madden, Salma Hayek, Don Lee, and Kit Harrington. Whoa, Kit Har- I didn't know Kit Harrington was going to be in. I knew Richard Madden, who played uh, Rob Stark, the, the the brother of Kit Harrington's Jon Snow, was going to be in it. But I didn't. Wait, they they left off. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Kumail Nani Johnny or whatever Nanjiani. He's gonna be in there too. Probably. Uh, uh, while Madden's Icarus has usually been the lead in the Eternal comics, uh, studio uh, Marvel Studios Kevin Feige indicated that the movie is going to uh, going in another direction. During a new interview with Friday, Feige singled out Gemma Chan Searcy as the lead in this large cast of characters. He said. If there was a lead in this ensemble, it is Circe, it is Gemma Chan. We looked at and read all sorts of women for that part, ended up and ended up really believing that Gemma was best for it because she was the most qualified, if you know what I mean. Uh, no, he didn't say that part. Uh, he said, and thankfully she's proven that 
to be the case in the final movie. Uh, Chan's casting was surprising because she had already appeared in the MCU as Minerva in Captain Marvel. Yeah, she was uh, one of the Kree, the, the female Kree at the beginning of the movie. Uh, regardless, the success of Crazy Rich Asians and Chan's role in that movie, never saw it, uh, may have inspired Marvel to revisit her for this film. Feige also spoke at length about Eternals director Chloe Zhao. Over the weekend, Zhao won Oscars for Best Director and Best Picture for her latest film, Nomadland. Uh, he went on to praise her voice and artistic talents, as well as her genuine affection for the material. He said, uh, these are the kind of filmmakers we want to work with, regardless of the size of the film they've done before. Unique voices with unique things to say, and in her case, which is not always a prerequisite by any means, she was a giant fan both of the MCU and of the comics uh, fan and of the genre. Uh, with which watching her movies, you wouldn't necessarily guess. So it was neat that she let that be known. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about Chloe Zhao, to be fair. I don't watch Nomadland. Most of the time with the Academy Awards and shit, I don't know what any of those movies are, unless it's uh, Lord of the Rings. So Yeah. Uh, additionally, Feige recalled the pitch that Zhao and producer Nate Moore put together for the Eternals. The two of them started working on something that they then brought to me, and it was an absolute spectacular pitch that Chloe put together. A presentation that Chloe put together about a very bold and very ambitious, sprawling 7,000-year story of humanity and our place in the cosmos. Uh, Eternals will hit theaters November 5th. Uh, I'm excited for Eternals. Uh, oh, hmm, but what year? Yeah, it's this year. Shut up. Um. Yeah, I'm excited for this. I I think it's gonna be really cool. Um, even if the trailer sucks, I I know better now because Guardians of the Galaxy trailer fucking sucked. And uh, yeah. Yep. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Lee Sharp. Oh my God, he's complaining about the casting again, again. When did Circe become Asian? Always thought Angelina Jolie would have made the perfect Circe, colon, capital P. Some people are tearing into him. Look at that. They're ganging up. Yeah. Gamers rise up. <laughs> Tech guru responded, based on that picture of her, I'd say she was Asian. The eyes, the body, the oh. hair. Uh, all right, well, that, that okay. Uh, make something accurate to the source material, question mark. Sir, you're talking like a toxic fanboy. it's... It's you are your with the apostrophe R E. Come on, man. Well, uh, and here we go. The last comment to Lee Sharp. I think they change things when they make the picture books into movies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what, Tapey's dad? Not. I'm gonna give you a thumbs up. Oh god, it's gonna want me to log yeah, in. Fuck yeah. that shit. Nope, you don't yeah, get a don't thumbs up anymore. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Last bit of news because you know chair chair told me an hour and a half. We're like an hour and twenty in, and I'm so sorry. it's all good. It's all good. It's lined up perfectly for us right here, right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Mackie apparently isn't told anything about anything. He had no idea that there was gonna be a Captain America four um, before well, they. Is it based on what I know? Because I see that suit isn't basically Captain and the Winter Soldier, Captain America Four. Isn't that basically what it is? Well, <clears throat> Falcon and Winter Soldier is like you know an interim series, and I think it was meant to like conclude a storyline. But I don't think mm-hmm. it was ever guaranteed he'd get his own movie, right? Yeah. Uh, so. Last week in the finale, I'm not going to read that for spoilers, 
Uh, okay, yeah. Word broke that Falcon and Winter Soldier showrunner Malcolm Spellman and staff writer uh, Dallin Musson are co-writing Captain America 4, but maybe someone should have told the new Cap. While speaking with Entertainment Weekly, Mackie confirmed that he heard the news from a fan <laughs> as opposed to from Marvel. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to do uh, an Anthony Mackie accent because I don't want to be accused of being racist. So I'll just read yeah. this as normal. Uh, he said, I literally found out yesterday in a grocery store that checkout guy named Dwayne, a cool cat. He's like, yo, man, is this? Re- okay, okay, I did it. Oh, my God. <laughs> he just did it all. Fuck, we're going to get canceled. Dude, I'm running with my high rise in LA yet. Come on, man. I can't declare bankruptcy. I don't got anything to lose first. Uh, okay, well. <laughs> He said, yo, man, is this a real? Holds up a cell phone. I'm like, I haven't heard nothing. Okay, he said anything. Oh, my God. I haven't heard anything. That's what I love about working for Marvel. They call you. They're like, come to L.A. We want to tell you what's going on. So I'm excited to see what happens, but I haven't heard anything. They still haven't told him. Mm. Uh, he also expressed his uh, surprise that the new Captain America suit wasn't leaked ahead of time. Yo, so am I. I. I was waiting forever to see that. I'm actually really surprised it wasn't leaked. Uh, he said, we were in downtown Atlanta in the middle of, At- of Atlantic Station, surrounded by apartment buildings and condos and doing a huge fight sequence, and nobody took pictures. Sorry, this sy- syntax needs to be fixed, guys. A huge fight, comma, sequence. Come on. Can we remove that, please? Someone? What is this? Come on, we're supposed to browse professional websites and making up mistakes like this. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, as for a potential continuation of the show, Mackie said he hasn't heard anything about season two. That's because it's going to be Captain America 4. Uh, he said it's always great to, uh, to work with Sebastian Stan and Carrie. Uh, our director was amazing. Uh, it would be fun as hell to do. Uh, okay. Lee Sharp, comment incoming. Oh, I bet it's gonna be when when did Sam when did Captain America become black? Black, oh Jesus! Uh, let's, going, let's go! Come on, come on! Where is it? Uh, where is it? Lee Sharp. You gotta sort through the sewer to find the golden turd. Yeah, he's not here. Oh the, the, man! This guy Darth oh, Bob also comments on a lot, but uh, Retro Cap he he's been commenting a lot here uh, as well. Uh, maybe nobody told him so he wouldn't ask for more money. Time to go to work. Cut the check. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell's probably in Feige's office ranting. I'm back. I am Captain America flipping desks. Uh, okay. Yeah. So uh, that's that's interesting. I mean, I think this is kind of how Marvel operates in general, though, right? It's like we're going to do things and not necessarily tell everyone ahead of time. And it's really cool. Yeah. Like the guy at the grocery store, like straight up ass, like uh, dude, imagine working at a grocery store and like Captain America just walks in and he's buying some fucking Fritos and shit. He's like, yo, I need to get these Fritos. I'm getting some condensed milk and some fucking, <laughs> some fucking, uh, uh, eggs and shit. And you know, you're just like, dude, you're Captain America. Are you excited for Captain America four? And he's just like, yo, what? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he calls Chris Evans, puts him on speakerphone, and you're just like, yo. Arguably one of the most important roles in his life, and he learns about it from a <laughs> Yeah. That's uh, really cool, shit. though. Yeah. Uh, and I think, like, the, the whole drama now is, like, people online are, like, you know, making fun of uh, Tom Holland because Tom Holland's always, like, joked, like, Anthony Mackie didn't have his own movie and shit. <laughs> so. Go, I, I did see someone say, Ah, uh, 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 Anthony Mackie's the one who got the last laugh. No, motherfucker. 
yo, you might be Captain America, but you'll never be Spider-Man. And I'm sorry, there's no beating a Spider-Man when it comes to this. Like, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Any Spider-Man movie is, is going to be, for me personally, better than any Captain America movie, which is weird to say because the Captain America movies have been phenomenal. So, Yep. All right. Well, we're gonna wrap it up here because uh, we're almost we're almost at at the, that time. You know, maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna go get dessert or some shit. All right. So. Uh, important. Yeah, I, I made some ribeyes uh, earlier today. So. Damn, dude. Big baller. Big baller. Yeah. Well, there's two of them, and it was like twenty dollars for both of them. It's not bad. Pretty good deal. No, they're pretty, pretty big. Ba- they're pretty big. Uh, the red. The little white. No, they're 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 well marbled. Those uh, oh damn, those are, yeah yeah yeah. I mean there was there was a lot of fat like, but I don't mind it. Um, yeah. My wife my wife cut a lot of the fat off, and I was like, yo, that's kind of you know it's kind of the point of a ribeye is to get that nice fat layer up there. But uh, yeah. you know, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, you know, it's not for everyone because it can kind of be like way too buttery kind of tasting for a lot of people. I think I think the fat on steaks is fucking delicious. But anyway, uh, thanks everybody. Thank you, Chair, for always joining and uh, good conversation and everything. Sorry about the crash. Uh, if you guys are listening to the podcast version, please subscribe to the podcast. Maybe leave a rating and a review. It helps other people to discover us. Share us on your yep. Twitter and whatnot. Uh, if you're listening right, right now on the stream, you know, give us a follow, yeah, or something, please. Uh, you don't have to though. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta show it off. Yeah, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna update like the colors on on it too, in um, like the text. But I didn't have time to do that. I just set it up today. So, uh, yeah. yeah, please give us a follow. Uh, it really helps, and um, hopefully, you know, we'll have a better schedule in the future. But if not, who cares? We're just you know we just do this for fun. So, um, cool. Thanks everybody. Much love. Peace out. You know all that good stuff. <laughs>